This radio show is a paid placement. It's time for Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Your retirement coaches at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Alan and Troy's team helps with the X's and O's of your financial plan, helping to make sure you have the winning playbook before the clock runs out on your working years. So let's drop the puck, break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Hey there, welcome to Retirement 360. I have a couple of financial advisors in studio, so we're going to talk about money for the next hour. It's Troy Bolton and Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. And listen, if you promised you'll get serious about saving for retirement, once the kids are out of the house, fine. But the sobering statistics on that are most people don't live up to your promise. You know, it's tough, but it's important advice on what to do when your spouse passes away. So we got a lot to get to in the show. But before we jump into the business here on Retirement 360, Troy, Alan, welcome back. How you doing? Doing well. We're doing good today. Had a uh, really good event a couple weeks ago where we had, gosh, what about, did we have 160 people? 175. There? 175 there. And kind of a mid-market or mid-year market review mm-hmm. where we, uh, some of these folks were clients. A lot of folks were newcomers that just came in just trying to figure out what the heck to do with this market, what the heck to do with their plan. And uh, I think it was, went over really well. I mean, we had a, like I said, a big showing and uh, flew in our chief investment officer from Kansas and I had a local basketball coach, Scotty Davenport. Just thank you, coach, if you're listening today uh, for uh, being there with us and just had a really good time with that and planning our next one now. So well, give me like the two sentence summary on what the fly in consultant said and what coach Davenport said. What was their message to the event? You know, I think the main message was from Tom Ciamatis, who's our chief investment officer. You know, he talked about where we have been, where we are right now, where he expects to go with the interest rates continuing to climb. He thinks that the market's still going to have a challenge through the rest of this year. And we're going to continue to have to work to, you know, hold values where they are. You know, some tough decisions may have to be made with, uh, you know, hanging on to certain holdings or whether you cash out of them and, and move to something more conservative or something like that. Yeah. Uh, one of the points that he really hit on was it's impossible to time the market. He focused on really time in the market, not timing the market. So that was a main thing that I really took from the conversation was don't panic. Don't make any knee jerk reactions and liquidate everything to cash because it's, you really can't time the market. It's been proven that time in the market really makes sense over the years. Yep. And coach got up there and talked about uh, really how we can all do this together or how we can work as a team together. And we, we focus as a team here at Mercurial Wealth Advisors. We've got other experts that uh, subject matter experts that come in and talk about, you know, our attorney comes in, talks about estate planning and making sure that everything is tied up on that end. We have a tax consultants that come in and talk about trying to save taxes on, you know, when you start taking money out of 401ks and IRAs and how to do that. Uh, so it's just really about the team and coach really got up there and I thought, did a really good job of bringing that home as to how he works as a team with his coaches. What was his one liner? It was one of us is not as good as all of us. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's try and get that down. Right. Cause yeah, no, he really, I mean, for a guy that has been coaching as long as he does, doesn't drink any caffeine at all. Man, that guy has some energy. He got up there. <laughs> like we this did. Was a, a, this we, was at seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. O'clock we at did night. a video the following week about um, a raffle that we had. And John made a funny comment. He's like, after that conversation, I wanted to go out and run a mile because Scotty had me pumped up. Um, I told him I'd like to see him run a mile because it's been years since it's <laughs> happened. But no, he he really brought it home. And that's why we brought him in there here in Louisville, well, in Kentucky overall. It's really hard to bring a coach that is um, can relate to multiple fan bases. Mm-hmm. We're either UK or UofL in the state of Kentucky, but really everybody's a Bellarmine coach. Everybody's a Scotty Davenport coach. So to bring everybody together and hear that conversation, it was, it was needed. It was good timing. Yep. How fun. All right. Well, let me know when y'all have another big event. We'll talk about it on the show, of course. So uh, stick around for that. And let's go ahead and get into some of the financial stuff here, because I saw this article from Barron's. I immediately printed out and set it to the side for the next show. But the uh, the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College found zero evidence 
that empty nesters start saving more in their 401ks or IRAs after the kids have left. So if you're one of these people that's promising yourself that, uh, you know, I'll catch up on my retirement savings when the kids leave the house in the real world, that just doesn't happen. No, you're right. I think that what happens is a, a lot of folks kind of take a breath and then they, you know, continue to breathe deeper and, and don't don't well, do anything about it. But. If you kind of look look at it kind of like COVID, when COVID hit 2020, everybody got sent home. You're working from home. Really, you were kind of secluded to your house. And then once that kind of got lifted a little bit, people got to travel more. People got to do a little bit more. You got that breath, fresh air. It's kind of what people are carrying over now. And we're two years past it. Mm -hmm. So people are getting that breath of fresh air. So they're beginning to travel, not knowing when things, I guess, could change. So they're kind of taking advantage of that. And, you know, we have seen that people aren't saving as much after they are empty nesters like they should be. And I think that the a, a glaring thing that I saw actually a couple of weeks ago, I met with a client that, um, you know, told me that, you know, one of the things that he did when he was helping his kids, and I think this was part of that article too, was he actually took out the student loans himself. And he admitted to me that, that something that I, he'd never told me before. He's been a client for probably four years now, four or five years, that he had $200,000 of student loan debt that is on him. It's not on his Ooh. kids, it's on him. And thankfully right now, in his words, he said, thankfully right now that the loan companies or the government or whoever's behind these loans are not requiring him to pay them. They're on for, for, forbearance forbearance right now where he's not paying anything he said otherwise he'd be paying about eleven hundred dollars a month for these student loans that he doesn't you know that would definitely make him either dip further into his savings or or go back to work or something like that so i think that's another thing that we see parents getting in trouble for is they carry the load for the kids and then it just it compromises their own retirement plan especially if you don't tell your retirement advisor that right <laughs> Because we ended up having to have a long discussion after that. I was like, okay, well, let's handle this thing. Let's start talking about how do we get rid of this? Yeah, I kind of got my own opinions on parents taking out that type of debt for their student loans. Because I, I worked, I paid for my own, I took out my own student loans. And I think you have to have that vested interest. I think in your own education, especially, you have to have that vested interest. Well, one of the reasons I'm concerned about this article is because it sounds like me. And I think the guy listening, it might sound like him. Yeah, of course I can't save as much right now. I've got, you know, kids in the house. And of course, when they're gone and, and some of these expenses free up, I'll be able to catch up and do more to save for retirement. And I'm sure all the people in this survey that did not live up to that promise, they are thinking the same thing I'm thinking now. So there's nothing special about me. How do I not make these very common mistakes that other people are making because to, to find out that uh, people actually cut back on work hours, they take more leisure time when the kids leave the house. Am I going to do that too? I mean, is that what you normally see from people coming in the office? You know, I think that you, we see it from all different perspectives, but I, we do definitely see that folks after the kids have left the house, uh, relax a little bit, spend a little bit more money go ahead and start living life now. And I'm, you know, my father-in-law used to say, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, much less the next 10 years. So he wasn't one to hold back. He was always one to go after it and try to, you know, enjoy life while he could. And, you know, in his, <laughs> to his thoughts, I mean, he passed away at age 65. So he didn't get to enjoy a long retirement or anything like that. But I think that you have to make sure that you're building for that future self or your future person that's going to be there, that's going to require these dollars. And I mean, you look at it right now, we're, we're going through some very high inflationary times. I won't say it's unprecedented because we have had this type of inflation, actually more than this back in the late 70s, early 80s. But it's been a long time since we've seen this. There are people out there right now that have not seen this type of increase in their you know expenses and stuff. So it is brand new to them. It's something that, that is going to come around. It doesn't feel like it right now, but it will go back down a little bit to kind of adjust back to the mean again. And we always build in that three or three and a half percent inflationary number that's been the historic number in our plans. One of the main things going back to our event that we just had with the clients that were in the room and the people that weren't clients that we challenged them to come in and let us go back through their plan with them because we know we've done this multiple, multiple times already. 
with current clients. We've actually had them come back in, updated their plans, updated their numbers and showed them everyone that I've done. I know that everyone you've done, Troy, none of those plans have failed. So by building the plans, the way we've built them out in the past, even with these higher inflation numbers, even with these adjusted account values and everything, we've been able to still show them a successful plan. And I think that's the key that we, we want folks to lean into and say, okay, if I've got a plan and I've got an advisor and I've got somebody that's kind of guiding me down through this, even though we have some higher inflation, even, even though we have a retraction in the market, we can still have a successful plan. And that's what we've been able to do. All right. So uh, it sounds like that I just need to get a plan and stick with it. And maybe that'll keep me out of some of these very common slumps that you see. Well, I think that that's the key part of this is really making sure that you have a plan. You know what that plan is capable of. And it's got to be realistic. I mean, if you're sitting there saying, hey, I'm going to spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year after I retire, but I've only saved two or three hundred thousand dollars in my retirement account. Yeah, you're not going to probably make that. Uh, you got to be realistic in your plan. You got to build a plan with some intention. You got to know what you're trying to accomplish and then be willing to take some hard medicine. I mean, that's what our job is, is not to tell you what you want to hear, but to tell you what you need to hear. And that's really the bottom line, folks, is if you're if you've had this experience happen, if you've got the kids out of the house, you're kind of going through this empty nester thing and maybe you're spending a little bit more, maybe you're not looking towards your future self. That's what we would encourage you to do. We encourage you to actually come in and go through a process and ask you some pretty pointed questions like who is saving for yourself in the future if it's not for you or if it's not you. The current market is making it extremely tough for people to really understand where uh, and how to feel comfortable with investing at this point. So one of the things that we're going to offer today is we've got a piece that we put together, actually AE Wealth Management put it together for us. That's our management company that we work through is, or work with. It's their mid-year investment outlook. If you'd want to call in today or go to our website, globalsretirementcoach.com, we can get you a copy of this mid-year investment outlook. It's absolutely free. Just call us and ask for that. Or call us and ask for uh, you know time to come in and go through a process where you actually meet with me or Troy or one of the advisors here at Mercurial Wealth Advisors, where we'll actually build this plan for you. It doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of time, and it can come out with a world of information for you just so you'll know exactly where you are and what you have to do to get to that successful retirement plan. Call us at 502-273-1188 or go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com. All right, there was the statistic there. Fidelity recommends by the time a person reaches age 50, they have six times their salary saved for retirement. It seems like a pretty tough number to reach, but I'm going to ask you guys uh, coming up about that next, all right? Uh, I'm James Parker along with Troy Bolton and Alan Mercurio. This is Retirement 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes? Hey, it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Lowell's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton at Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurial Wealth Advisors. 383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurial Wealth Advisors, LLC. A registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurial Insurance Services. To get your copy of the 2022 Mid-Year Investment Outlook, call Mercurial Wealth Advisors right now. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I've got Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. And I just want to bring up this statistic here because this sounds tough, but you guys aren't flinching at it. Fidelity recommends by the time a person reaches age 50, they have six times their salary saved for retirement. And that's not an impossible number, but that sounds like a pretty difficult number to get to. I don't think I'm going to be there by age 50 and I'm almost there. So what's your thoughts on that number? Is that reality or is that just wishful thinking? And that's a rule of thumb. 
Fidelity puts this out as a general rule of thumb, just based on averages out there and surveys that they do. But it really depends on every individual. And I know that's kind of a canned answer, but it really does. And based on our planning, the process that we go through, we really dive into each individual person's situation to see how much they need in retirement, see how much they want to spend and see how much they really do need to save up. Because I think a lot of these surveys that Save Fidelity does, it's assuming somebody needs the exact same income that you currently have. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're wanting a certain multiple of your income at a certain age. But when you really dial into it and figure it out, the amount of your income that you actually get on a monthly basis, maybe 60% of what that current income is. So that's really all you're living on. So you can run numbers and see exactly what your plan requires for you to have a successful retirement. And that's what our goal is when we sit down with everybody is figure out what you need to live on to create your successful retirement plan. Yeah. And I think that the Fidelity, Vanguard, any of these companies that put out these surveys, they're well intended, but the bottom line is they don't really know what you need and they don't know what your lifestyle is, what you're going to require in retirement. If you're a, you know, somebody that hasn't traveled your whole life and you've been saving money to travel and you're now that you're an empty nester and the kids are out of the house and you're retiring, maybe you're off jetting around the world. If you're doing that and you're, you know, spending 15, 20, $30,000 a year in travel or whatnot. Yeah. Maybe you're going to require a lot more savings or you are going to require a lot more savings. But if you're somebody that said, no, I'm, I've done all that, or I don't care to do that. Or, you know, all I want to do is stay home and garden and play with the grandkids or maybe go to the local lake or do something like that, you know, you're probably going to require a lot less. And we've helped people retire with a lot less money than, mm -hmm. than what they're saying here in this article, but it all depends on what their wants and desires are in retirement. That's why we spend so much time on the front end, James, when we're sitting down with somebody and really starting to build out that plan, we spend the, the first hour that we meet with them really just talking about what they want. I've had people sit across the table from me that bring in a big stack of statements and everything, and they can push it across the table and want me to look at it and all that stuff. And, you know, quite frankly, in that first meeting, I'm not even interested in looking at what they have. I want to know what they want. And then I take that information and we go through our process, which we talk about here every week on the show. And behind the scenes, we kind of go through those numbers and we plug them into our computer programs and everything to see what it's going to generate. But until I know what they want on the front end of it, it doesn't really matter what they have, because if they explain a lifestyle that's going to be too extravagant, then I'm going to have to come back and tell them that. Or if they plan a very mild or meager lifestyle, then, you know, it's liable to work out just fine for them. So I don't want to dash their hopes before we even get there. So, But it is a good, I guess, rule of thumb, kind of like I said first part where these can be initial goals to where you're trying to get to, especially when you're say 30, 40, by the time you're 40, getting to three times your salary. Oh, it's great goals. It's yeah. Great right. goal. But if you don't hit it, you might still have a successful retirement, but that's a point where we need to sit down and see what, I mean, you kind of coined this a long time ago, this little calculation or equation that says income minus expenses equal your lifestyle, mm -hmm. which to me, I've always said it sounds kind of corny, but that's exactly what it is because our income is what creates our lifestyle and allows us to do what we want to do. Because we always talk about in our events is when we got our first job, our first question is how much do we get paid? And our next question is when do we get paid? Right. Same thing in retirement is right. how much income do I need piled into my account to maintain my lifestyle, to do exactly what my family wants to do. That's yeah. our goal. So yeah, it's no different. When you're working versus retirement, it's income. And that's what it all comes down to is that that income coming in. And right now, and that's what Fidelity is talking about here, is that if you're diligent and you've saved six times your salary by age 50, then that's the catalyst or that's the pile of money that's going to grow and you're going to be able to pull interest off of it or what have you in retirement. That's what it's all about is because it's kind of planting that seed, growing that garden so that it's going to yield money for you as you retire. And that's what we're trying to do is get enough income coming off of those assets that's going to fund that lifestyle. 
Well, the number I'm concerned about is that need number because the want number can, how much do you want? Uh, infinity. How much can I have? So find the need number, but I don't want to be at the need number. I would like to have a little cushion. I would like to have a little entertainment budget. I would like to eat steak instead of ramen noodles every once in a while. Right. But how do I find that first baseline that the bottom amount of income that I need? And then of course, assets that I would need to generate that income. Where, where do you find the need number? Yeah, James, as Alan was explaining, that's why we spend so much time on the front end with the conversation with people that we just meet is what do they need? Because we always ask that question is what are your expenses? And we usually get a canned answer like 1500, 2000. And they're talking about their light bill, their car insurance, property insurance, all that stuff. But when we really dive into it and say, no, like, what do you need for gifts? gas, groceries, travel, vacations, all that usually ends up around anywhere from four to $5,000 on average. So that's a number we're really looking at. We want, yeah, we need to know your essential expenses. What are your have to haves, but also what are your extra expenses? What do you want on top of that to live that lifestyle that you want to? That's the most important thing. And then once we're able to figure out exactly what that number is, then we're able to really go to work for you and put that plan, the Retirement 360 game plan together and show you based on what you've saved now, based on what inflation has averaged over the past hundred years and based on a very low average rate of return. I want to say low because I want to be very conservative when I'm doing these planning illustrations. Have you saved enough? And what are the chances that you will have a successful retirement? Yeah. So if you're listening to the show for the first time, or maybe you listen every week and you're concerned about this, if you're concerned, you know, like James ta is talking about that, what is my number? What do I need to save for retirement? How do I, how do I really find out what that number is? I'm going to urge you to give us a call because that's what we're going to sit down and discuss with you. We're going to talk about what we call a retirement 360 scorecard. And that's the, the process that we use to determine that number. It's going to answer four important questions for you. Number one is, have I saved enough to experience the retirement I've always dreamt about or always wanted to have? Will my retirement income plan keep up with inflation? We always build in that inflation number. We want to make sure of that. How much risk am I currently taking? Because when the market does what it's doing right now, we want to know how much it can go down and still you know, have a successful plan. And then how much is Uncle Sam going to take out of this? Because that's always part of the equation. You need to know what you know tax liability that you have. So if you give us a call at 502-273-1188, John's going to schedule a 45-minute discovery visit with you or with us, and we'll sit down with you or one of our advisors will sit down with you and go through this process with you. It doesn't cost you anything, but it will give you a lot of information. And also, if, if you call us now and you want that mid-year investment outlook for 2022, call us and ask for that, and we'll send that to you too. But give us a call at 502-273-1188 to get on our schedule today. All right. The next thing I want to talk about with you guys, Troy and Alan, this is a tough topic. What happens when your spouse passes away? Now, a lot of us have an estate plan. I've got one. You've got one. The guy listening probably has one. But when the time actually happens, when, when either the husband or wife passes away and the other one's left to pick up the pieces, what are some of the steps that I need to know about for when I go through that? Well, I'll say this, and, and this is meant to kind of ease into this topic, but it's easy to think that you're prepared for this, but no one ever is. So here's an easy list that I can just kind of give you off the top of my head. The first thing that I think that everybody that's listening out there needs to do is make sure you and your spouse or you and your partner are aligned and know where your accounts are, how to access them, you know, how to pull up that information, uh, know where the passwords are. This all seems like simple stuff, but you'd be surprised how many people don't know where the passwords are to their spouse's mm -hmm. accounts or, or never been into those accounts. And, and they've purposely keep them separate from each other. I don't care if you keep your money separate from each other or not, but if you're married to somebody or a significant other to somebody and that person passes away in their sleep at night or something critical happens to them that they can't get to that information, you may be the only one that can get to that information. So you need to ha share that information or at least have a system set in place that if something happens, they have the keto lockbox where all that information is or something. I don't know what, what you're going to come up with, but that's number one is I think you just need to make sure you, your family members can get to that information. Yeah. It's always tough when something like that happens. I actually have a client that I've been meeting with her. She's been a client for maybe 15 years now, her and her husband. 
but we mainly dealt with him for, I don't know, 10 years before he passed away. Then he recently passed away and she was kind of lost. Even though she comes to the meeting, she is here. She talks to us, but for her, it's more of a personal visit where she just wants to see how we're doing, see how the kids are, see all that. And he was a numbers guy. He was the one that dealt with everything and she just left everything up to him. Not that she didn't want to know it. She just trusted him and he took care of it and he took care of her. But he passed away and now she kind of felt lost. So we have to step in and be that person for her just to make sure that everything's going the exact way that he had it set up, that he wanted it to go for her. So it is a tough time when something like that happens and you need to share as much information as possible. That way your spouse isn't completely lost. That's Alan Mercurio along with Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. We're going to continue talking about the steps you should take on the death of a spouse, including some paperwork that you need to get a hold of, some phone calls you're going to have to make. That's going to come up next. If you have any questions for Alan or Troy at the office, 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement 360. I'm James Parker, along with Troy Bolton and Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. They're financial advisors with decades of experience dealing with all things money-related, retirement-related. And that's really the whole point of this show is just to fill your head with these little financial tidbits that uh, allow you to make better decisions as you're going through some of these hurdles. And one of the biggest hurdles any of us are ever going to face is the death of a spouse. And we talked about how, you know, emotionally it's tough and functionally it's new for, you know, most people haven't gone through this before. But when we get down to the nuts and bolts, tell me about the the things I need to know when it comes to what paperwork do I need to have? There's some phone calls I need to make. Give me the action steps that I need to go through when this happens. Well, I think one of the things that you want to make sure that you have is you need to have a current will, if possible, maybe have a living trust that just explains how you want things paid out, how you want family members treated or wherever everything's supposed to go. The family trust, I think, is is a key document to have if uh, something happens to you, just simply because it can help avoid a lot of family conflicts because you've already said inside your trust how you want your assets divided, who gets what, who gets the, you know, the special uh, collection of salt shakers or whatever that was what, that was in Leanne's mom and dad's trust or will but making sure that that gets divided out the way you want it to go so that there's not any conflict. This is where we see, by the way, the most conflict in families is a spouse dies or somebody passes away or mom passes away. And now the kids all start fighting over everything. So I think that's number one. Uh, So one of the first people you're going to call when you have that is you're going to call your attorney and, and make sure that, you know, Hey, this is, you know, mom's passed away or dad's passed away. How do we settle this estate? How do we get started with this? And they're going to tell you whether it's a probatable activity. Like if you just have a will, you're going to have to go to probate. There's a lengthy process that you have to go through if that's the case. If you have that living trust, maybe not so much because you're going to, things are going to be done a lot quicker. So I think that's the first thing is making sure you have access to that uh, information and have that attorney's contact information. I think I said it in the last one, you want to make sure as as a spouse or a partner that you have access to not only the accounts, but this is actually something that's come up over the last 10 years is social media accounts, uh, cell phones, cell phone access, passwords now. And Uh, most of us do everything electronically. So you used to be able to, if somebody passed away, you could watch a mail for two months or three months. And by the end of that, quarter, you could probably get every piece of mail and know everything that they had out there. It's not like that anymore. Most people are set up for online statements. So everything comes that way. And if you are one of those families that say one member of the family does the majority of the finances, this is almost more important for you because if you passed away, now your spouse is completely lost. Mm -hmm. So basically having a playbook for your spouse that says, here's what you do when I pass away is necessary. It's required that, yeah, you might want to not control, but do everything and take care of your spouse. But that one last piece, letting them know exactly what to do when you pass is invaluable because the look from 
a spouse's face when I've sat down with the lady, if she's the one that didn't take care of everything after her husband passed away of 40 years. And now she's completely lost. That look is probably the worst feeling yeah. that I ever have. And I don't want anybody to ever have to go through that. I think the other thing, if you're on social security, one of the things that you're wanting to do is you want to make sure how to contact social security administration. Cause guess what? They may actually continue to send your deceased spouse's social security check to you. And you can't just over two, three months and you can't, and you can't keep it and spend it because they're going to want it back. And so you want to make sure you contact social security administration. We talked about locating this, your, the will, this just happened to my wife's best friend in the last year, her spouse, or actually wasn't her spouse, but her partner passed away. Suddenly he was 58 years old and uh, passed away suddenly. And so she had to contact his employer, had to find out employee benefits, had to find out, you know, did he have a will? Did he have a trust? He didn't have either of those things. He had an estranged son. He had, she had to contact research how to get a hold of him. And he was beneficiary on some things that he had. And, it and was that just, situation's even tougher because without them being legally married, if she wasn't oh, yeah. listed and she didn't know, I'm assuming she was the executrix on his will, right? Yes, she was the executrix on the will, but she was the only beneficiary on a couple of his items. So he didn't make her beneficiary on everything. And I don't think that was his intent, but that's how it turned out. But without that information, she wouldn't have been able to call anybody, get any information. So, yeah, that's even more important in that situation. I mean, so so and we're going through a list here, folks. So so employers, if you're a veteran, you might want need to contact or your spouse was a veteran. You might need to contact the Veterans Administration to see about, you know, is there any kind of survivor benefits for any kind of military pension or anything like that? Obviously, you're going to notify insurance companies, life insurance companies, health insurance companies. Yeah. So like not to interrupt there, but like my dad's getting a, a monthly disability check from the Veterans Administration. Do I have to like call and cut that off or does my mom have to call and cut that off? Definitely have to call and find out what the survivor benefits are. Yeah, because more than likely, if he was getting some kind of a pension benefit, she's not going to receive 100% of that. She might receive a percentage of it. But if that call's not made and those checks just keep rolling in, at some point, they're going to audit that account and come back and say, hey, you owe us. We found out he passed away two years ago. You're going to be required to pay that money back or mom's going to. So. There's just so much that you have to kind of think about. And again, I think having a relationship with a retirement advisor, that's kind of, it doesn't have to be us folks, but if if you have some kind of a relationship with an advisor that can help walk you through this stuff, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier than if you're stuck out there trying to do it on your own. All right. This is a long little playbook you got going here. Where does this fit into your planning at Mercurial Wealth Advisors? You mentioned the Retirement 360 scorecard or where does uh, this playbook come in? Because I don't have a playbook. Well, I mean, that's what we create. That's what we create for all of our clients coming in. Now, we don't you know, give you a list of people to call or anything like that at your spouse's death. We, that's something we're going to walk you through when that actually happens. But we, when we build the retirement 360 game plan. That's really the playbook. It tells you where your income is going to come from. It tells you, you know, what kind of risk you're taking on your investment strategy, what your probability of success is in your retirement plan itself. We help you get connected with an attorney that's going to build that will, that trust, those documents that you need to have to make sure that everything goes the way you need it to. If something happens, that relationship there is invaluable. Mm -hmm. And then hooking up with a CPA or a tax professional to help you minimize taxes. Those are all the things that we build in the Retirement 360 game plan. If you haven't done this, folks, if you haven't gone through that process, or maybe you have done it at some time in your past and you just want to have one updated, when the market's doing what it's doing right now, I think this is a critical time to make sure your plan is still on on track and make sure you're going to be okay. That's the number one question that we get, especially when the market's doing this. Everybody wants to know, am I going to be okay? Am I still on track? Am I going to make it? Am I gonna, have I saved enough? Do I have to work another two years? Where do I go from here? Going through the Retirement 360 scorecard process and then the Retirement 360 game plan, we're going to be able to point out to you exactly where you are and whether your probability of success is still high or maybe it's dropped down a little bit. But regardless, I think if you want that done, give us a call, 502-273-1188, or go to louisvilleretirementcoach.com, set up a time to, to sit down with Troy or myself, and we'll go through this with you and help you build that plan. 
All right, let's talk about some of the paperwork that's required, Alan and Troy. If the spouse passes away, I'm going to have to get death certificates. How many do I need to get? What's the process to get them? Who do I send them to? What does that look like? Well, most of the funeral homes will help you get the death certificates, and it really depends on how many accounts you have. If you're all set up with the same investment company, we do a lot of work with Fidelity and TD Ameritrade. So, you know, if everything's with Fidelity or everything's with TD Ameritrade, maybe you just need a couple of different certificates. You might have a, you know, an annuity company or a life insurance company out there. They're going to need a death certificate. So, I think the rule of thumb with most funeral homes is you're going to get about six of them as part of their package that they're funeral package, if you want to call it that, you may have to go back and get five or six more. Depends on, again, how many different accounts you have. One thing on death certificates, it's pretty vital to know whether these companies want or if they'll accept a copy or a certified copy. Right. Um, certified copy you have to get from the funeral home, but a copy can be, you can give me one certified copy. I can just make a copy of it and send it to the company. So that is vital. And point that Alan made about working with one advisor, just like it's not having all your eggs in one basket and helping somebody through a situation like death of a spouse is easier when dealing with one individual versus three advisors. Um, so that, yeah, that is, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Thanks. So something to, to point out here, you want to act quickly on the death certificates. You want to also act quickly on contacting financial institutions. This is a time when fraud is really easy, where somebody might be able to get in, open a, you know, it's kind of a window of opportunity where somebody could possibly get some access to your information. But the other things that you might want to slow down on is you want to slow down on those big decisions. Wherever you find yourself in this process, folks, just remember that every decision you make has benefits or has consequences. And I, I think that this is something I've, I've tried to distill in my kids and, and everybody that I talk to. If you decide not to hire a financial advisor or an investment advisor, that's totally fine. That just means that you're going to deal with this all on your own. And you just have to do the research and make sure you're you know, not missing anything. If you're working with somebody, especially a retirement advisor, somebody that's worked through this for most of their career, this is going to be extremely helpful for you. And it's also important for you to realize that this is the business of your life savings. You only get one shot at this. If you mess this up, it could cost you a lot of money, uh, especially when you're talking about Social Security decisions and things like that. So we're offering you an opportunity today. Contact our office. Call us at 502-273-1188 or go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com. Schedule time to sit down with Troy or myself or one of the advisors here at Mercurial Wealth Advisors, and we'll build a plan to help you when this time comes. Hopefully it's a long time from now, but we'll build a plan to get you to and through retirement. All right. That's Alan Mercurio from Mercurial Wealth Advisors, along with Troy Bolton. We'll be right back with Retirement 360. Quick, who's your favorite sports team? Okay, now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year, the season's on the line type of game. Now you realize they don't have a game plan. They're just going to wing it. How do you think that's going to go? Probably not very well. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement? Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurial Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Welcome back. It's Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors and uh, Financial Advisors in studio. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about money for the whole hour today. But we're sort of taking a focus on what happens when a spouse passes away. This isn't a fun topic. There's no comedy involved here. But there is a one hard and fast rule of life, just being a human being from uh, the beginning of Earth until now. Every relationship that you enter into will either end in breakup or death. So this is something that, uh, you know, unless you just get lucky and both of you pass away at the exact same time, one of you is going to have to deal with the fallout of a spouse passing away. So we've gotten through, you know, the paperwork, we've gotten through the setup, we've gotten through, you know, the plan to execute it. But once we're through that initial transition, how do we make sure the surviving spouse is taken care of financially long after the first one has passed away? 
Well, in the initial planning, uh, we really need to account for this. I know I kind of approach it jokingly with my clients as when we are in the planning process, I'll say, hey, well, Bill, we're going to kill you off at age 75 and see how we can replace the income that Mary loses when you pass. So I approach that in the beginning while they're both still here. So hopefully that has already been accounted for. But the fact is, if one spouse passes away, there's going to be social security loss or could be pension income loss, depending on what your spousal benefits are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the worst thing to find out after a spouse passes away is to find out that those spousal benefits aren't there and that pension dies with you. So that has been accounted for, but we also have sat down with clients. We will sit down with the client after a spouse passes and reassess their situation and see kind of what will change or what type of income will change. And then look at their expenses, kind of reevaluate that and decide what they need at that point. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it can be more because they might want to do a little bit more because that spouse passed away. Yeah, I think it's that's the key part is building the plan up front to make sure that you have that in place. So building it now so it may not happen for 10 years or 20 years, but we want to make sure it's built now. As much as you possibly can, build that as a guaranteed income source so it's not something that's going to go away with the market change or what have you. Uh, I think eliminating debt, using pennies on the dollar to do that. And I, when I'm talking about pennies on the dollar, I'm talking about life insurance, folks. A lot of people come in here. I just had somebody in the last month ask me this or tell me this. It's, I'm retired now and uh, I don't need this life insurance anymore. And I said, really, are you completely debt free? And he said, no, I still have a mortgage payment and stuff like that. But so why would you get rid of a life insurance policy that you already have and maybe have been paying on for the last 10 or 15 mm-hmm. years? just because you retired or you assume that you don't have any need for that anymore. Well, even if the debt's completely paid off, life insurance can still be very beneficial Absolutely. because it is typically a tax-free death benefit. So it can be used for something different than the its original goal. So that's what it needs to be looked at before you make any big decisions about canceling life insurance, anything like that. You need to have a conversation. Yeah. So I think those are the key things. Um, You know, another key part of that is that when somebody passes, and this is missed by so many folks, so many advisors out there even miss this, is their tax status is going to change. Their tax status is going to go from a joint tax status. In many cases, if they're married, it's going to go from a joint tax status to a single tax payer. Inevitably, your tax rate's going to go up if you're a single taxpayer. I know it doesn't sound fair, but that's the way it is. And that's, you know, the way tax laws are written. So, Just be aware that if your spouse passes away in January that year, you'll be able to file a joint tax return. But the very next year, you're going to be in a single tax bracket or single tax return bracket, which is more than likely going to cause you more taxes. Well, in Social Security, one of the checks goes away. What do you do to make up for that gap? Well, typically, you're going to we're going to build that into the plan, like Troy said. So maybe you're taking a portion of your assets now and you're setting them aside in the maybe some kind of guaranteed annuity or something that's going to kick in when that happens. Maybe if we feel like we're, say we're working with somebody in their fifties and we're expecting that they both have longevity in their family, then maybe we're planning for something to kick in at age 80. So we may take a small portion of their savings now, put it into some kind of guaranteed annuity that's going to grow for the next 30 years. And in 30 years, it's going to generate a a nice monthly income that's going to replace that social security check. That's a very common way to do it. Some people say, Hey, I don't want to have anything to do with those annuity things. We just have to figure out a different way to do it. Now that interest rates are coming up, maybe a CD or something like that's going to do the same thing or some kind of guaranteed income is what we're looking for. Life insurance is a good option for that. Depending on health concerns right now, or if you don't have any health concerns, life insurance is a great replacement for any type of income. We've had multiple clients that have a pension option. And instead of taking a beneficiary or a spousal benefit to it, what they'll do is take the single and actually buy a life insurance policy with a little bit of the difference. So only taking a fraction of a hit, buying a life insurance policy that will replace that income down the road when they do pass away or if they do. You know, we, I'm just thinking about this. We talk about this all the time on the show is that there are so many tools out there. People get it in their heads that they don't like a specific product or specific investment out there, maybe a life insurance or an annuity, or they don't like the, you know, mutual funds or something out there that just doesn't, maybe it didn't work for mom and dad the way they thought it should or something. And I blame the advisor or the 
financial salesperson at that point that sold them that for not explaining it properly. But if done right, these are just tools. They're tools in the toolbox, just like your screwdriver, your hammer, your pliers, whatever's in your toolbox. They're all going to do a different job, folks. So you just have to have the right tools in your plan to make sure that they're going to work the way you expect them to work when the time comes. And that's what we do when we build out our plans here at, at Mercurial Wealth Advisors. So I noticed Troy mentioned you do this scenarios about let's kill you off at 75 and this is what would happen. And you say you set aside some money that kicks in. Do you have like another contingency plan that kicks in if a spouse passes away when it comes to like downsizing? Like, okay, if that happens, we're going to sell off this house and get a smaller home or move into a condo. Or is there some sort of lifestyle adjustment that is built into plans for when a spouse dies? Usually that's something that somebody will actually mention to us if we, as we're talking through the goals and desires of retirement, we'll inevitably we'll talk about what happens if one of you are gone, where are you going from there? And they'll say, well, I'm staying in this house. I'm never leaving this house. Or, you know, this is the family home. We've been here for 50 years. Mom and dad were here and I'm going to stay here. Or I can't imagine staying in this house. I'd, I'd probably move to a patio home or I'm going to move closer to the kids in another state or what have you. So that again is part of the conversation. So we have to build that in. So there's kind of a rare scenario that I'm dealing with right now with a couple clients that he was actually diagnosed with cancer and he was told he has very little time to live. So it's a tough subject to talk to him about because he's dealing with this news that he just received and he's basically dealing with his death coming up and she's worried about her and well, she's also worried about him, but she's worried it, is she going to be able to make it? So we had that conversation and looking at the numbers, I said, based on where you're living right now, you need to go ahead, get in a place that you can afford on your own based on this income that we've been able to create for you. That way, when he does pass away, you're not rushing around to do whatever. Hopefully you don't have to worry about it. Hopefully he lives forever. And as long as you do, but let's go ahead and start doing this right now. And get you in a position to where if he passes away, like the doctors say, that you can grieve. You don't have to have to make any big decisions. And they took that advice and ran with it. And they're, he's doing well right now. I saw him last week. He's doing well. He's going against all doctors' words or going against all, all odds, which is great. But not many of us have that option to basically be told. Mm-hmm that you only have a few months. So they're the exception, which we actually in church this weekend talked about um, the movie bucket list. And what would you do if you knew exactly how long you had to live? Would you want to know? And, you know, in that situation, it lets them plan ahead, but most of us wouldn't want to know like that. And we need to go ahead and plan ahead of this before we get to that point. Yeah, I mean, it, we've said it so many times in the in the show today, folks, that the plan, it, planning is so important. And we talk about this every week, so it's no surprise when you hear us talking about it again today. But it is a fact that if you have a plan, whether it's a plan to go on vacation or a plan for your retirement or a plan for your death, a plan for going to the grocery, whatever it is, you're going to be more efficient with which comes out on the other end of it. So I'm going to urge you again to, if you haven't been in to see us, Pick up the phone, call us at 502-273-1188. If nothing else, schedule a 15, 30-minute phone call with Troy or myself or one of the advisors here at Mercurial Wealth Advisors just to find out where you are. If you then feel like it's a, you know, it would be worth your while to come in, we'll schedule time for you to come in and go through our, our Retirement 360 game plan process. One of the things that I always promise folks, and we can't promise that you're going to have the best retirement plan. We can't promise that you're going to be successful in your retirement plan. But what we can promise, I feel very confident about this, is that when you leave here, after you go through this process, you're going to know about your current situation, more about your current situation than you did when you came in. So that's one of the things that we feel very passionate about. We want to you know, deliver value and give you what you need to know so you can make decisions. I mean, this is no easy time. I mean, everybody talks about getting to retirement and, you know, living a retirement golden years and everything. But if you're living golden years on copper, it's not going to work out very well. So you want to make sure that you got a strong plan that's going to do exactly what you want it to do. So again, give us a call 502-273-1188 or go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com. 
All right. Uh, any parting words here as people are just taking this very, I, I don't want to say it's depressing, but it's not a fun thing to think about. Like in the meantime, after you make one of these plans for people, do you tell them, all right, now this is all taken care of for the love of God, go out and enjoy each other while you still can. <laughs> I think my parting words would be with what's going on in the market today with inflation, interest rates rising, the market dropping and things going on like this. I think if there's not a better time to do it than now, I don't know when it would be get a second opinion, you know, get a second opinion from us. And, you know, if nothing else, it make it solidify your plan that you'd already know about. And, and, or we may give you some information that says, Hey, I need to make some changes. Yeah. I think what I would leave us on is really, if you're one of those do it yourselfers out there and you take care of the finances for your family and your spouse just is kind of very standoffish about it, do your spouse a favor and get that second opinion. Give them the security that you feel like you have by knowing your numbers. Go through our process. Make sure that your plan is on track and make sure there's nothing you're missing out there. Let's sit down and go over everything just to make sure you're doing what you need to be doing. All right. That's Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton of Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Again, the phone number 502-273-1188-502-273. 1188. The website is Louisville's retirement coach.com. Alan and Troy, thank you very much for your time. Let's do it again next weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. And thank you for hanging out with us today. This has been Retirement 360. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company, insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.